Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Not long ago, in the run-up to the midterm elections, President Trump vowed to sign an executive order ending the constitutional right of U.S. citizenship for children born in the United States to non-citizens. Trump's idea earned a rare Washington response, anger from both Republicans and Democrats. And scholars say such a change would require amending the Constitution. Over the years, lawmakers have tried to go down a similar path as Trump, denying citizenship to people born in the U.S., and they have failed every time. Take 1895, for example, and a case that went all the way to the Supreme Court, U.S. v. Wong Kim Ark. Wong was born in the United States in 1873 to two Chinese immigrants, but these were not good times to be Chinese or Chinese-American in the United States. After the Depression of 1873, white working men began looking for scapegoats for their economic woes, igniting a wave of anti-Chinese sentiment. Mob violence and racism erupted in California, where Chinese immigrants were once welcomed. Then, Congress enacted the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, which was designed to end Chinese immigration to the United States. But stopping Chinese immigration wasn't enough. The government also wanted to target children who had been born in the United States to Chinese parents, even though the 14th Amendment clearly states that all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. So, lawmakers needed to undermine the 14th Amendment. One way for them to do that was to build a legal argument around it. Enter Wong. When Wong was young, his father's business was on the verge of collapse thanks to the declining population of Chinese immigrants. The whole family moved back to China as a result. His parents would remain there, but with limited opportunities in China, Wong returned to the United States in 1890, beginning his cooking career. A few years later, Wong visited China to see his family. Like most Chinese Americans making the same trip, he prepared an affidavit so that his citizenship would not be called into question when returning to the United States. That meant having white male Americans sign a statement certifying that they knew Wong was born in the U.S. But when he arrived in the San Francisco Bay in 1895, authorities denied him entry. They made him stay aboard several ships. Wong was confused and alarmed. He enlisted assistance from an organization that provided lawyers for Chinese immigrants in San Francisco. His case eventually made it all the way to the Supreme Court. U.S. Solicitor General Holmes Conrad argued that the entire idea of becoming a citizen just because you were born in the United States was just plain wrong, especially because it wasn't consistent with practices in 
ancient Rome, where citizenship was bound not to birthplace, but to the so-called blood of one's parents. He also argued that, quote, the U.S. did not want Chinese to be citizens anyway. But for Justice Horace Gray, it was an open and shut case. On March 28, 1898, he wrote in his majority opinion that the 14th Amendment clearly affirms the ancient and fundamental rule of citizenship by birth within the territory. The decision in U.S. v. Wong Kim Ark drew little attention at the time, and it didn't do much to improve the life of Chinese immigrants living in the United States. That didn't happen until many decades later, when the passage of the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965 overhauled the U.S. immigration system and expanded opportunities for non-European immigrants, including the Chinese. Eventually, Wong Kim Ark returned to China. He didn't talk much about his case. Not even his family knew much about his role in American history. But then, one day in 1998, a 20-year-old college student named Alice Wong decided to research her family's history. She called the San Bruno Regional Office of the National Archives and Records Administration to say she was coming down to research her grandfather. She told the San Francisco Weekly at the time that when she got there, an employee who specialized in the history of the Chinese Exclusion Act asked for her autograph. Then he introduced Alice to the archive's entire staff. This, he said, is Wong Kim Ark's great-granddaughter. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Fred Barbish for reporting this story for the Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. <laughs>